0: aboard the little red bandwagon the show inspired by the show too beautiful to, to live i am michael andrew frizell also known as drew mcfriz the jail dude i am the longest running co brogan of lrb coming to you from the Deerblind blind studios in the mountain room in manchac texas my co-host this morning starting from left to right on your podcasting dial from the ice covered stick of butter studios in new brighton minnesota it's ann with a plan Home. good morning ann
1: good morning i have a question how come yes. you never use my full name? You introduce other people uh, by their full names, but you never use mine
0: what what do we have a new nickname for you the a the a the a bomb the a the a
1: bone a bone yeah
0: a bone right I didn't want to say a hole <laughs> the- uh, because you're certainly not that, but the a bone do you do you want me to start using that or I don't know do you no you just get your middle name in there.
1: I just wondered because you introduced yourself as uh, Michael Andrew Frizzell and you introduce other people by their full government sometimes, but you never do it for me. So I just wondered. I just actually wondered uh, well, if you knew my full name.
0: I'm sorry, Anne. Maybe I, I guess I don't know your <laughs> middle name. And let me just say this. I say my middle name so that people will understand where the Drew comes from. Right. Oh, I that's, see. That's really more of an explanation thing. But Anne, what is your middle name? It's Ann. Anne? Anne Anne. No, 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 you're We, go, you're we call her by her middle name. No, that's my wife, Emily Ann. <laughs> now I'm really confused.
2: <laughs> it's the classic. It's Elizabeth Ann.
0: Elizabeth Ann. That's even better than Emily. I don't know Ann. if Sorry, you've ever
2: Emily. said my middle name either. Do you know what mine is?
0: Uh, Meredith. 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 I know it. It's a classic. I know it's a classic. Grace. Yes.
2: Good job. That's right. I like it. Thanks. I really like that middle name. I can't take any credit for it. Speaking of
0: Meredith from the Home Advisor Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's the MVH.
2: Good Meredith morning. Meredith Grace.
0: Van Horn. Good morning, Meredith. That's me. Uh, as usual, we're going to talk about our own business as individual people. I like it when people say that. Uh, then <laughs> drive, dive right into a nominal recap of uh, the thin-skinned fellows over at TBTL. uh house, and then...
1: Uh, Those gentlemen with the robust egos. <laughs>
2: Wait, who <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Oh paper thin skin fellas over there. And then uh then we'll let you know how to get involved at the business desk this morning. I believe it's uh it's usually Ann, right? Get Indeed. Business?
1: Yeah. But I have to throw it right back to you because it says Austin Peeps, and I assume Meredith didn't put that uh, in the run sheet.
0: I've been getting I've been getting mad lately. Uh oh. I get madder every time there's another Blur's Day. I mean, I'm already mad during Blur's Days. And then I'm mad when I realize that I'm listening to Blur's Day, um, that I haven't fast-forwarded through it. Because almost every Blur's Day, there's another person or people from Austin being mentioned. I've noticed. Where are all these people? We've had get-togethers before, you know? And, and we've we've even had the guys, back when they used to like us, they would say that we were having a get-together. And these people never turn out. What's wrong What's wrong with them? Why can't, why can't we get... It seems like I've heard at least a tale of 50 people from Austin, and I've probably met 10. Hmm. So what's wrong with your people? Show yourselves. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're reaching out to Blur's Days. Reach out to me.
2: We could, you know... Go drive go around Manshack until you know? find Mike's house and stand outside of it. <laughs> it's the one with all the animals.
0: You can feed the deer, feed the mule. I mean, come on. Come on over. That's what I'm trying to say. I've been getting I I actually have gotten physically mad about this a few times. Um mostly over the last couple of years, because I used to think there was like ten or fifteen at the most of us. Um, but I just hear these names all the time and it's it's gotta be in my I know I'm exaggerating in my mind, but it seems like there's like at least fifty people in Austin who are actively not trying to meet me. <laughs>
2: Maybe that's your answer, Mike.
0: <laughs> I'm insulted. My skin is as thin as the boys
1: oh, at this point. Well, I'm sorry for that. People, get at Mike. He needs friends. He can't just have us. Come on now. <laughs> um, I'm sure you'll be thrilled by this, Mike, but I had a TVTL dream that I want to share. If you'd like to sing. Uh, let me punch the out. Hang on. Can you Choo-choo. sing the theme song first before you go, please?
0: Oh, sorry. Um, 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 what's my version of it? Uh, 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 jam tracker, Because that's what I dream of. <laughs> I like
1: that. <laughs> All right. So I don't usually dream because I guess the dreaming doesn't come in the right part of the night for me. But I have been starting to dream a little bit more. Lately, I think I wake up in the morning and then I fall back asleep and that's when the dreams come. And I yep. had a TBTL dream where Andrew needed to move to Minnesota for work and was looking for a place to stay. And I was like, oh, hey, you can come stay with me. I got plenty of room. No problem. And so he got to my house and then I realized that I only had one bedroom and we would have to share a bedroom. And <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry, I'm listening. I like this. Dream one. logic. <laughs> And I thought, "Eh, no big deal. I got two twins. I don't have two twins. I got two twins. We can do this. You're
0: going to go all Mary Tyler Moore
1: style. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, one day I walked into the bedroom and I looked under a wardrobe because we had a wardrobe apparently. And there was this Uh pile of like gauzy fabric under there and all different colors. And I was like, "Um, Andrew, is Is this your material? And he says, yeah, I figured it was time to start decorating. So I cut out my scarves. And I look around and I realize that there are like drapey scarves all over the room, like on the top of the wardrobe and on the lamps and along the (laughs) chest of drawers and stuff. And I turned around. Like for a Tony
0: Scott, uh, Tony Scott Love scene. Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And I turned around and I walked out of the room and I thought, well, this isn't going to work. And that was the end of the dream. Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: what's up, Maverick? <laughs> Time to get down. Let's take a ride on your cycle and then let's let's get into the billowy bedroom and get down to business.
1: But I don't know why my subconscious Ugh. would think that Oh my. Andrew would like to decorate
2: with scarves. Hmm. So
0: you could feed him cheese cubes.
2: Oh boy. Did <laughs> he ever go through like an aerosmith phase? Uh, oh right. I, I don't see know him dressing like that.
0: That fits with the Dreamcatcher theme. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Too busy with Van Morrison and I don't know what are Donovan, Donovan. Donovan. As,
0: wasn't wasn't that was uh, the the guy on SNL um, was was said that to uh, who's the guy from Aerosmith?
2: Steven Tyler.
0: Yeah, he told – that's where the Dreamcatcher quote comes from. He says, you oh, look yeah. like a Dreamcatcher come you're to right, life.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> he says that – he plays that character frequently, Keenan Thompson does, and he says stuff like this, yeah. you look like a blah, 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 <laughs> blah," like in almost <laughs> right, every show, right, right. and I never noticed it until Dreamcatcher.
0: It, it it, is it the character – uh, where he yells, uh, what up with that? And then Steven Sudeikis does all the dancing in his... In his uh... Jason
2: Sude- Um I don't know. He, yeah. he, he plays game show hosts so frequently, I can't keep them straight.
0: Right. You know, I saw... I, I hate to admit this. Yesterday, I watched The Mighty Ducks for the first time. What? <laughs> and, uh Actually... You're actually, a little I, desperate for the, some
1: sports content?
0: Yeah, I have to... I, I'm lying. The other day, actually, I had never watched Mighty Ducks... The other day I watched Mighty Ducks 2 mm,
1: um which
0: mm-hmm. I'd never watched before before I actually watched the Mighty Ducks and Keenan Thompson's in the Mighty Ducks 2. He's like the star player in the Mighty Ducks 2. Wow. Pretty amazing from from way back in the day. And then yes, I had to go I you know, I had to be a completist, so right. then I watched the Mighty Ducks which I uh didn't realize as a, it's a Minneapolis movie.
1: It is. It's, uh,
0: very much a minnesota movie
1: that's peak emilio estevez years there
0: oh he's handsome in that thing (laughs) he is
1: handsome little little devil there and he can skate apparently Mm -hmm. he wouldn't make it as a hockey player right though he's too small
0: probably you know gretzky was small but you know if you're fast enough you can um you can you can make your way around there you got to be fast and you also have to be so good that your teammates will fight for you you know, you can't be like small and not very good because mm-hmm. then, uh, then when, whenever you get beat up, the, your teammates will go, "Oh well, eh, whatever."
2: <laughs> yeah, but, you need uh, them to. If you're small, to tear and, off their yeah, helmets and, and punch someone in the face with their gloves for you. Right, right, right. That's half the fun of hockey. <laughs> Most of it. Um, I think the follow-up question
1: that everybody would would like me to ask is: Are you planning on watching The Mighty Ducks three?
0: I had no idea it existed, but but now mm. I I must uh, I must find it. That there's my there goes my afternoon.
1: It's called D Three: The Mighty Ducks. I don't think but Amelia I was just, in that one.
0: I like Joshua Jackson was the star of the uh, the the original Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks, who would go on to do that. Um, what was it, uh, Dawson's Creek? I think. Mm-hmm. And. I really didn't like him. I mean, I never really watched much Dawson's Creek, but I just remember looking at him and I'm like, I don't like that guy. But now that I know he can skate and and he actually was good in that in that movie. Oh, good. Anyway, there's your there's your Mighty Ducks review. <laughs> well, I'm
1: looking at the I'm looking at the IMDb for D3: The Mighty Ducks full cast and crew. Emilio was back. Guess that Mighty Ducks money is really enticing. Oh yeah. Joshua Jackson also back. Keenan Thompson also back. Nice.
0: But but they must have shot it really, really quickly after Mighty Ducks 2, because these kids sports movies, you gotta you can't dilly dally in to get the sequels done because those kids can get
2: Then it's twenty five year olds um... playing on on Pee Wee (laughs) League hockey.
1: Yeah. Right. D two was nineteen ninety four, D three was ninety six.
0: Yeah. Good job by them. Yeah. Keenan Thompson probably Josh already Jackson? was about 220 pounds. So. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Joshua Jackson ended up being a pretty big tall guy. So yeah.
1: Well, he, and I've always know, felt like he's he kind of my age and I was 19 years old in 1996.
0: So. Uh-huh. Well, I'll, I'll do some more research on this okay, and, good. and, uh, and I'll, I'll get back to you. I'll, this this and bobby's pair update will right? be the, the features of the next friday show
1: guys there has been some pair intrigue
2: <laughs> new segment Who, pair news Bob,
0: bobby should 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 have had to call in this week with his yeah. pair update we shouldn't yeah. have to wait yeah wait till so he's long. done
2: working
1: <laughs> uh all right moving on from dream catcher how did that turn into the mighty ducks um <laughs> but we have the return of mike has ideas i'm excited what's the idea mike well
0: um first of all uh phyllis if you're listening turn off the show right oh now.
1: i know what this idea uh, is
0: because uh i have i have a couple of podcast ideas phyllis don't, I don't steal
1: mike's intellectual property
0: yeah She's really bad about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I come up with a good idea, she's like slapping her name on it and mm-hmm. pitching her bosses and stuff. And it's you know It's disrespectful. I, you know, I love Phyllis, but it is it is disrespectful. It's very unlike her. <clears throat> anyway. So my first uh podcast idea came from you know how um I think uh uh Meredith, you're you're on board with on uh, you're on the Emily train as far as British shows go. You watch a lot of British television not just the baking show but like you know dramas and cr- criminal stuff some of them yeah
2: I, not i'm not a connoisseur but but i'm into it do
0: you ever do you ever um you're watching one and that the accents are so, so thick and that you have to turn on the um the subtitles oh
2: yes yeah i've watched great okay. great british baking show with subtitles Oh, you even the baking stuff. Yeah, show. and How I often really? Google the terms that they use because I don't know what they're talking about when they say that things are claggy or, or whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My scones are quite quaggy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, okay. Scones so, are the
1: opposite of claggy, Mike.
2: Are they? They are? I don't know. I still don't know what it means.
1: Well, claggy is sort of like something that's going to get stuck. Moist? Stu-
2: like um gluey 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 yes that's it exactly because prue says things I are mean, gluey the quality all the of time. food <laughs> there's actually an article that i found last night because i was watching the, the the most recent uh season finale and it's an article of like explaining british terms to americans who are confused by the great british painting <laughs> <laughs> show <It's> like, <laughs> right this is what i need anyway sorry continue yeah
0: no 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 i mean this is what i'm getting at is like uh, once like right now I'm looking at, uh, at the, at the, the subtitles on, on ESPN cause I have it on with the sound off. And so I put on the, the thing so that I, when I, when Anne launches into talking about her dreams, I can just, you know, right right And catch up on my sports news. So Emily has that stuff on all the time and, and, you know, and it's mesmerizing. To me. In fact, I get more involved in watching the show sometimes than she is because she's usually, you know, making a blanket or something. And then I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I'm I'm reading the show or whatever it is. And I never thought I, that I, that would be me. I, I just never, never even thought of putting on closed captioning. But it's fascinating now that I, I watch it with sports all the time. Um, it's amazing to me that. Sometimes you'll get you'll get the person on the closed captioning that knows everything about sports, and spells all the names right, gets all the terms right, and you're like, "Wow, this person's really on top of it." But then sometimes, like you know, maybe it's Sunday morning and the A team's not working, <laughs> uh, and you just get the most hilarious malaprops and you know just misspellings of names, and and it's just fun to watch. I think there are a lot of aspects to be explored in this space because I think we all turn on closed captioning for different reasons and we get different things out of it. So I want to do a podcast about closed captioning and the title, uh, it, it's, it's in, it's in like, you know, brackets and the title of this podcast is indistinct chatter, (laughs)
2: I like it. I mean, that's been happening with with this show. Although the captions are pretty good, but it's definitely somebody um American who is doing them for for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um because a lot of times they'll confuse the accent with a different word. You know, it'll sound like right. they're saying one thing and it's not actually what they said, and sometimes they're mumbling and so I get how that happens, but it's always it's not always 100% accurate.
0: Yeah, and those are those are shows that uh, you know, they're on the shelf. You know, imagine, you know, you're watching live content. Oh, live stuff, like, yeah. Like how hilarious it gets because, is you know they probably have tremendous holes in their knowledge base about whatever they're typing on. You when know? you're having to type can in be real an time, in this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm.
2: yes, that's really hard. So, yes, yeah, so I've seen some captions go real crazy with the news where it looks like someone's cat just right. stepped on their keyboard because it'll just type O <laughs> over and over and over and over and over whatever. Right. I like it when they
1: yeah. are in like the middle of a word. And it just pauses for a long time. And you're like,
2: oh, they're trying yes. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can right. see it delete sometimes. They're a little backspace, backspace, uh-huh. they backspace. go back. That's a good yeah. idea.
0: And I bet there's been times when some really nasty stuff has been typed in inadvertently. Oh, probably, inadvertently. yeah. You know? And then, oh no, backspace. Oh no, it already went out. Oh no. <laughs> um, so that, that's my first podcast idea. I have another one. And and you guys heard about this last night because I threw Phyllis out of the chat while I talked. To right. <laughs> and um, this came out of uh, last Friday's show where I was doing my own podcast while you guys were were, were doing were doing uh, LRB. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was doing the first episode of this podcast that I'm calling That Guy. Uh, and you could use parentheses gal. Um, and what it is uh, is a study of character actors and people that you would recognize and not know their name like uh Vincent Gardinia
1: oh,
2: for example
0: okay um and and I thought who who would have better stories that have never been told than these character actors who nobody ever has these people on their podcasts or on their talk shows they're their uh I think the example I used was he's the third mean lawyer in all the John Grisham lawyer you know lawyer movies from the 90s that guy yeah he was always an asshole you know he he was the guy who was chasing tom cruise through the streets of memphis you know on on all seven of those movies whatever was going on and then you know who he is and so uh, the the slightest description of who he is you're like oh yeah i know exactly who that guy is and then all of a sudden the guy's telling stories about how, what was it like on set with Matthew McConaughey and and Matt Damon and Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. you know, uh, back in the day. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, men and women are probably retired or close to it. So they don't give a fuck. They're going to tell some stories. I think it'll be great. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, that guy.
1: I I'm seeing a combination of these two ideas a little bit because... One thing my parents have always remarked on, because we've seen a lot of British TV having lived in England, is that the pool mm-hmm. of actors is much smaller. Yes, right. So you keep it seeing is. the same people turn up over and over and over again. Uh-huh. So I think that there's a lot that you could draw from for the That Guy slash Gal podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh huh. And, and I was thinking about, because um, Emily used to date uh, a guy who came very close to That Guy Hall of Fame status um he's an actor named joe stevens who i i love this guy I, i we get together with him occasionally and and i and i just i love talking to joe stevens he he was on the career path with chris cooper they were both playing southern cops in just about every movie in the 80s and 90s and then chris cooper somehow graduated to american beauty and joe stevens you know stayed a southern cop Uh, And then I think he eventually played a lawyer in True Grit, the Coen Brothers movie, which was, you know, a really good turn for him. But he never graduated like Chris Cooper graduated to being a movie star. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen to that guy or that lady very often. So I was wondering what goes through your mind when you see when you see him graduate? Does it do you or do you root for that guy or are you jealous of that guy? Or does it depend on where you're in your career is that guy or that gal? I don't know, you know let's, like, let's
1: ask Luke how he feels about his class of people at NPR.
0: That would be a very interesting mm. That would be a very interesting show. Just go down the list, you know, Luke, give me give me two sentences on
1: on Audie Cornish. On,
0: <laughs> right. Right. Just, you know, I I just think we would get some we would mm-hmm. get some great stories. I think there's a ton of content there. And at this point, I think um, Phyllis can turn turn her uh, turn the podcast back on. Okay, because I'm I'm taking this to uh, what's that? What's what's the other one? Jewel case? What's the what's the other podcast? Uh, I forget what they're called. Um, they had they have all the good ones.
2: Jewel case. Gemstone. Gimlet.
0: Yeah, Gimlet. Mm, sorry. Mm-hmm. Jewel case. Gimlet.
2: Gimlet. Jewel case media. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm taking a jewel case media first. I'm clearly, I'm clearly so organized with my idea, that, you know that mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm all,
1: I'm, I'm really down the road with this thing already. So, I mean, the business plan is practically written already. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> so, I mean, it's that kind
2: done. of fits with this week of TVTL with all the cassette talk and VHS mm-hmm. and <laughs> got jewel cases on the mind. Before we jewel get to case, that, right? let's go ahead and do
1: some throw your phones. We have a lot of throw your phones this week, including in the general category. And uh thank you to everybody who submitted feedback on our new show format that we're trying out still experimenting and figuring out how it's going to work but we got lots of comments also on Facebook and some private messages um, but we got some throw your phones from Linda she says this is a hug your phone I just listened to the latest show and loved the new format it was fun to listen to the chit chat about tbtl instead of a laundry list of everything the boys said the best part was the gals sounded happier Thank you for all you do. Thank you Linda, that is the goal. I think we had fun last week trying it out and um it seems good so far. Uh Bob Stein, our favorite Bob, um called us the LRB witches <laughs> as in the coven. But uh, that really does sound like a sandwich, and I was wondering what kind of sandwich the LRB, which would yeah, be. Yeah, now so, I'm hungry. We'll have to come up with that. Uh, Bob has some good thoughts as always. Extra
0: pickles on this <laughs> for sure. Um, on that one.
1: <laughs> one thing we were talking about: um, clock radios and phones, and um, and Hillary was saying that she has that song from Hamilton that wakes her up every day, and Meredith, you commented that. You would start hating that song yes. if it woke you up every day. Uh, Bob says to Meredith's comment about hating a song that wakes you up every day. Here's my experience. In high school, I had my clock radio set to our local alternative FM station. For some reason, at the time, I had my alarm set. Invariably, Janice Joplin. Well, wait, would a, minute, be wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Bob. I think Bob's older than me. What is the alternative radio station from back in the day? Do they just play different swing songs? <laughs>
1: That's why he wrote Alternative FM in quotes. (laughs) Anyway, for some reason, at the time I had my alarm set, invariably, Janis Joplin would be playing Nothing vaults you out of bed from a sound sleep as peace of my heart. Mm. Take it, does. <laughs> I almost, almost started to dislike the great Janice Joplin because of this. But being a true boomer, loyal to his idols, I could never give up on her. That and she was an amazing performer. Aw. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. That was a great moment. When, when, when
0: I first saw that alternative thing, I was like, wait a minute. This is a medium-sized band. This isn't a big band.
1: <laughs> Janis Joplin was awesome, but she wasn't exactly like a soothing voice. Yeah. So. Not, right.
2: Not going to lull you out of your
1: deep sleep. That could get you up pretty pretty Ugh. quick. I hate
0: alarms. I do too. I really hate alarms. I've always hated them so much. I've hate, I hate them to the point where they rarely go off. For me when I have to set an alarm I rarely get to it I'm the same I way just wake up stressed out about yeah. the alarm going on.
2: I wake up I, I don't know what's been going on but for the past like month I've woken up consistently every single day 10 minutes before my alarm is set to go off and I'm not the kind of person who can go back to sleep once I'm awake
0: oh me either yeah it makes me mad mm-hmm. makes me really mad
2: yeah it just shaves 10 minutes off every night of sleep that I get and I can't afford to yeah. give away 10 minutes what's going on with this Head, and and you know
0: what's really bad for getting back to sleep is being mad. Right.
2: It's it's You're it's one of the worst fired things. Up. God damn it!
0: Oh, I'm so angry! I can't believe it! Oh.
2: Let me try to relax and go back to sleep for yeah. the the remaining four minutes that I have in my morning.
0: Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even want it. No. You know, don't even Just don't even offer it. me that four minutes.
1: Uh, well, may I offer an alternative? Mm-hmm. Is to. Sure. Be growing up and have your mom come into your bedroom and start bouncing your mattress up and down, uh, going, Oh, wakey, wakey. wakey, uh, wakey,
0: that's, wakey. that's a double mattress side. I killed my mom and I killed a mattress.
1: <laughs> I have never been more angry in my life than when oh, she God. would do that to us. <laughs> Actually, mm. that leads into we'll skip over Eric for a minute, but we're coming back to Eric. Uh, We got a a throw your phone from my littlest brother, Matt, again. He says, Sunday's recap was so on point, girl power forever, but it became a slowly crush my phone with my hand when Anne started talking about our mom. It's all true, folks. (laughs) As I described how... We saw Kirby Puckett in the airport and my mom screamed, It's Kirby Puckett! (laughs) Kirby Puckett! Kirby Puckett! That's Kirby Puckett!
0: I recognize a sports person.
1: (laughs) No chill. No chill at all.
0: do Do you think part of her excitement was that, you know, she consistently was not a sports person and she was proud of herself that not only did she identify a sports person, but, you know, Minneapolis royalty mm-hmm. in Kirby Puckett?
1: Um, her level of sports fandom was such that I remember her going to a Twins game once, and it was Mary Kay night at the Twins when her Mary Kay director <laughs> was going to get to walk on the field. and we That's left, a wild night. We left at Mary the fifth Kay inning because my parents were bored. Oh, so... <laughs> So, yes, she's probably very proud of herself that she recognized a support person.
0: They had to load in a few extra cases of Chardonnay for for
1: (laughs) For all those Mary Kay ladies. ladies. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's get back to Eric. He has um, a rejoinder on one of the things we talked about on the recap last week. Eric says, hi, guys. To be fair to Luke. Apple allows you to return the watch and other products, including phones for up to 30 days. And yes, the bands are easily replaced. Luke gets so much poop from the tents that I felt I had to defend him in this case, at least. Now, thank you, Eric, for clarification of the policy, but I will say this. One can return the nasty sweated in Apple watch, but should one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's great. And if
0: you want to wash, uh, if you want to wash the boys' balls, go over to Slack. This
1: isn't the place. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh. Finally, uh. These are very specific. A pair from Ross and Randy on the same topic. We we won't get to talking about it in the recap because it was such a small moment. But I had to include it because I had the same reaction. Ross says Luke Oslo doesn't <laughs> rhyme with snow. Ugh.
2: I thought I was going crazy.
1: <laughs> I know. And then Randy said, ironic that Luke grew up in Little Scandinavia and he can't pronounce Oslo correctly. I went mm-hmm. and listened to like six pronouncers because I was like, have I been saying it yeah. wrong
2: my no, whole no. life?
0: I knew, I knew he was wrong. I knew he was How wrong. How was he saying it? He, uh, I didn't he doubt said
2: me. Oslo. Oslo. Yeah. Oslo. yeah. I've never heard someone say that before. <laughs> uh, Even
1: Norwegian people don't say Oslo. Thanks, guys. That was the best mm-hmm. nitpick of the week yeah. as far as I was concerned. Was great. <laughs> and that'll do it for Throw Your Phones for now, but I think we'll be back to them very quickly. Uh, Mike, you want to take us into the Watch What Happens Live TBTL edition?
0: <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, this week in beefs, as the ball turns, they, he, Luke didn't really talk much about his pick basketball this past week, but, you know, I was... I was listening to your recap um of the previous week and I didn't get a chance to talk about it. Um Hillary brought it up and first of all, let's talk about the basketball for a second. Uh did y'all see a picture of the basketball that Luke accidentally took mm-hmm. from the
2: I don't think I did. You can't
0: miss that, right? And No, it was huge. Flynn was taking up like half of the basketball. I mean, it was like it was insane how large that writing was on that basketball. You had to be so oblivious to have taken that basketball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, that's just a personal thing. M- Meredith, I hope someday you get a chance to look at that basketball because you will laugh um, to think that someone walked out of the gym thinking that... And if your name was not Flynn... <laughs> was it a show in pick? In all caps. It
2: was. Okay. I'll go look.
0: That you would That you would walk out of the gym with that basketball. But... Um, Hillary was talking about how the, the, the stoner, um, the stoner early morning basketball guy doesn't give Luke any thought. Um, I agree that the early morning stoner basketball guy is a stoner and he, he, he's not getting stoned because Luke is getting under his skin somehow. He just gets stoned. So he's a stoner. I, I do think that Luke gets under the guy's skin. Um, because Luke talks a lot on the basketball court, mm-hmm. and and those guys get under people's skin. They used to get under my skin. Um, I was not a trash talker, much of a trash talker on the basketball court until you pissed me off, and then I'm going. Not only am I am am I going to finish you like physically, I'm going to destroy you on the basketball court now i'm going to talk to you and and make sure that you never come back here
1: mm-hmm. so you look um, tired is that a good one
0: <laughs> the shit that luke i mean the dude burned him <laughs> what they were getting shut out or whatever and luke said we need to score a basket you know or whatever and the dude said like we need to have goals or whatever you know squad goals or whatever he was just comment that was a comment on the fact that luke talks too much it was like yeah shut up we're getting our ass kicked just (laughs) let's you know whatever it's six in the morning that was a good point (laughs) that hillary made too
1: yeah (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) i had no tolerance for people talking trash to me at five in the afternoon don't talk trash to me at six in the morning because i i made I may just punch you. And I'm not even a guy who punches people. It's like, I don't have it in me to talk back to you, uh, but my fist has it in me to cave your face in. <laughs> so I was thinking back um, to uh, a nemesis that I had at Sheridan. And, and I, I, I don't know if I told the story on this show, but I know I told it on TDP, but um, there was a guy at Sheridan uh, who hated me and we it, it all started we were we played pickup basketball this guy was like a couple inches shorter than me and really stout and strong like country strong and his name was butter i don't know what his real name was like i never saw him on the call out sheet or anything like that so i don't even know what his real government was but his nickname was butter maybe that was his government i don't know but everyone called him butter and we would match up against each other because, you know, we we're relatively the same size. And he always wanted to match up against me. And I'm not sure exactly why. But he decided we had a rivalry. And, and uh, I didn't like playing against him. Even though he wasn't as good as me, I didn't like playing against him because I didn't like playing against shorter guys that were really strong. Because, you know, the, you know they just gave me a little trouble. They gave me more trouble. If someone was taller than me, I could figure out a way to get around you know um i don't know so <clears throat> he always wanted to like he he almost always wanted to fight me so i didn't antagonize him too much but he would he would trash talk uh you know his team would get up like four to two or whatever and he'd make the mistake of trash talking in a game to 15 or something like i don't know uh this isn't gonna work out for you and then it then then we win 15, four. And then I say, all right, next, you know, I wouldn't even be talking to him. I just look past his shoulder. Next. Who's next. (laughs) You know? So this guy fucking hated me. And it, it just, it just happens that you have rivalries. And I, there were guys that I hated playing pickup basketball. And usually it was the older guy. Um, The guy who would play in jeans, you know, and, and he'd be way better than you thought he'd be. And, that's the only reason he's down there playing in jeans is because he is that much better than you'd think he'd be. Otherwise, he wouldn't get picked up. <clears throat> so those guys kind of irritated me. But anyway, Butter hated me so much that he we took it over into another sport. We're playing hockey. Uh, we played floor hockey at Sheridan for a couple of years. They banned it after a couple of years because it's it's super violent. And uh the 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 big feature of the floor hockey and the reason it was so popular at Sheridan and the reason all the fans turned out, like everybody would turn out to watch the floor hockey games because um, if you go to a regular hockey game, you know, back to the mighty ducks um, there's a lot of stuff that happens on the boards. There's a lot of contact that happens on the sidelines. Like, like the puck will go into the corner and then you'll go get the puck and then people bodies are slamming into each other. Well, same thing in the floor hockey at Sheridan, except the boards had no give because the boards were the the corners of the gym, which <laughs> were stone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I played on a great team. I mean, the, the guy we had playing on our, uh, center for us was a minor league hockey player, and he scored a million goals every game. We never lost. But our big strategy was we would dump the puck into the, into the corner, and then I was left wing, and then uh, Skipper was our right wing and dump it into the corner and then you just go and you dig it out and you throw it out front and Bruce would just put it in the goal. Of course, his name is Bruce. He's from Vancouver. Mm -hmm. His name's Bruce, minor league (laughs) hockey player. It's a very, it's a cliche. Anyway, super nice guy. As you'd expect a guy named Bruce from Vancouver to be super nice guy. He is super nice guy. So Butter is, Butter is only playing hockey to kill me. He, He only signed up for the hockey league so that he could get me. And so he's on this other team and we're killing them because we killed everybody. Uh, But that's, that's not important. He, every time I check into the game, he checks in because he's hunting me and he's trying to hurt me Um, because on the basketball court, he can push, he can push and shove. But until somebody throws a blow, he can't actually, you know, hurt me. But in hockey, he, there's a chance that he could hurt me legitimately without going to the hole. Uh, I mean, by segregation, I don't mean like going to the basket. or anything. So Puck gets thrown in the corner. He's been stalking me the whole, the whole day. Incredibly huge crowd. They love this shit because somebody's going to get hurt in these games. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why football only lasted two years. That's why floor hockey only lasted two years. Uh, Puck goes into the left corner. I go to get it. I know he's coming for me. I hear him. I hear the footsteps. I've already got control of the puck. Like, I'm ready to throw it back out so Bruce can score his 15th goal in the last 10 minutes. But I pretend like I'm having trouble. I'm, like, fumbling around with it a little bit. And the crowd's being quiet because they're anticipating this. I'm going to... He's going to get me. <laughs> I'm finally going to get got by butter. Butter's coming. boom, 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 boom. At the last second, I just step... I take one step to the left... Butter hits the stone wall. Just hits it mm. full speed. Uh with his with his shoulders and his face. <laughs> and he goes down like a fucking stone and the crowd <laughs> goes wild. <laughs> the sticks all the all the players are smashing their sticks against the stands, all the all the fans are smashing, you know, the stands. Um I've never been a part of a sporting event that was so that was so loud before and it was all I could do to not turn around and taunt and laugh because I know when butter gets up if he's if he's able to put himself back together he's going to try to kill me. Yeah. But fortunately he was he was knocked smooth out. So <laughs> so by the time he came back to consciousness or whatever, I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. I kind of tricked him. He knocked himself out. He did. He did. He did. But it was not my sport. Not my best sport, and and certainly not, not my uh, biggest a- achievement uh, in my life. But I I don't know that I've ever been prouder of of, of <laughs> anything than. <laughs> than just <laughs> peeking back over my shoulder and seeing Butter just out on the floor. Because he had it coming, man.
2: Yeah, that sounds really he satisfying. Had it coming.
0: Yeah, and that that all came out of Pick Up Basketball.
2: Wow. Nice. I
1: had no idea. The drama. It's like a soap opera. It is,
0: because you play with these people all the time and there's personalities. And that's one reason that I really preferred playing basketball to almost any other form of exercise because there's a social aspect to it. And I love that shit. You know, I just, I just fucking love it. Like there are people that run around the track for, I can't be by myself like that. I mean,
1: I don't want to feel my feelings. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Right. So, you know, I need to, there needs to be stuff going on besides the sport. Anyway, there you go.
2: Wow. There's the as the ball turns. I'm a little surprised that they gave federal inmates um, hockey sticks. See,
0: here you go. Yeah, they gave us sticks, and that was bad. Yeah. And I almost uh, went to the hole one time because, and it was it was butter related. It was um, it was a couple of games before that butter was he was like trying to you know he was ha- he was hacking me he was slashing me with the stick. And he broke my thumb. Ooh. In fact, when he broke my thumb, he broke his stick. So he had to get a new stick. And I didn't know my thumb was broke. I just knew my thumb was hurt. We didn't have gloves. And and I, I, I remember I showed it to the to the rec cop before um, before we went back to the unit. I said, oh man, dude got me here. And he looked at my thumb and go, Yeah, you should probably, you know, get on the call out for and get that looked at or whatever. And then when I got back to my cell it was really swelling up and it was like double the size of 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 my thumb normally is and turned out there was a fight somewhere on the compound that night and we we all got put on lockdown at like nine o'clock at night and what happens when there's a fight and no one will admit to beating the person up or whatever is they they do like a compound wine knuckle check oh no and they came to our cell that night and and i you know my my thumb was just massive And so they took me to the uh, captain's office and, um, you know, it was like, you know, do you know this guy or did you do this? I I had no idea who the guy was, got beat up. No idea. But I'm the only guy in the compound with, you know, swollen knuckles. So luckily the wreck cop picked up his phone. And this was like 11 o'clock by the time I said, call the cop, call the cop down at wreck. And he picked up his phone and he's like, yeah, yeah. He got his butter fucked up his thumb. So don't don't put them in the Yikes.
2: hole.
0: Yeah. So I almost lost everything, like my job and my cell and, and all that stuff over butter fucking up my thumb, breaking a stick on it. So there you go. Yeah. Sticks. Turns out not a good idea. Not a good <laughs> yeah. idea to give inmates <laughs> sticks to hit each other with.
2: Somewhat of a miscalculation. <laughs> well, speaking of of uh, bad ideas. I think the the next thing we should talk about for this week in TBTL is a segment we're calling, I wish I hadn't done that. And this is Luke's decision. To hike up a closed mountain trail with insufficient gear and insufficient information on what he was getting himself into.
0: He had gear?
2: No, he <laughs> decided against wearing the right shoes and went with tennis shoes and wound up in what, uh-huh. waist-deep snow or knee-deep snow at least? I question waist-deep. Yeah. I mean, that's imp- yeah. who would keep
1: going in waist-deep snow? You can't. I mean,
2: you can't keep going. Even Luke's not that wacko, right? I hope not. I don't know. It was it was a crazy story and it was really uh it sounded really dangerous and it sounded like he actually thought that he might have some serious problems up there, but he kept going, which is still confusing. He kind of explained his reasoning, but I I don't know if I would have made that call. I probably would have turned around. Well, I
0: I I I think I agree with his call to keep going because if you've been to Mount Constitution, which I have, and Phyllis, of course, has, it's really nothing. It's 2,500 feet tall, and and it, I think to turn around on Mount Constitution, that would be embarrassing. To die on <laughs> Mount Constitution, woo, you'd be the first, because uh, it's nothing. It's a hill.
1: And I suppose if you're already four or five miles into the hike. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I'm not wasting all this now. I must be almost at the top.
2: Well, and it turned yep. out okay. He didn't get frostbite or <laughs> die of starvation or why break his leg. Why are the hotels
0: so cheap? <laughs> because nobody comes here now because it's a it's closed it's dark all the time and it's cold and yeah, everything's closed. And that's why that's why the hotels are so cheap.
1: The best part of this story was Phyllis By the way, Phyllis was on Monday's show, (laughs) guys, if you haven't uh, haven't listened to it. I
0: listened to it like three times. It was awesome.
1: But the best part was Phyllis just laughing at him. Yep. And at one point, she said, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) What's wrong with you, man?
2: (laughs) He didn't answer. No, see, this
1: is why we need... People like Phyllis, ladies, on the yeah. show once in a while because Andrew won't call Luke on this. Right? He won't right. say what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah, I'm sorry. What <laughs> you did? You did
0: what?
2: I mean, this is just echoing what we've said, but we got to throw your phone from Justina that says, "Why is Luke hiking alone as a newbie? Why? Why?" Oh, and man. then in all caps, "Why?" Two <laughs> question marks. Well,
0: at at least he he he's hiking on his own and going down closed trails and not open trails where there's a chance that someone might find him um should he get in trouble so true yeah good job by him yeah let's let's go alone down the closed trails
1: i think i really i enjoyed the comment that you made the other day mike which i think was does luke ever hike on open trails
0: (laughs) does he see open and just like no
2: uh, that's too mainstream for me losers (laughs) right I I have had this experience with hiking, like I'm not a hiker, but I've been on a few hikes and when they say that it's like a beginner level hike or easy hike, it's still really hard. Like you have to Mm -hmm. do it a few times before you get what that metric means. It does not mean it's a a walk in the park. Um, Right. It may mean that there's a path, you know, like an actual
1: trail, but
2: it may not as well. Like
0: I'm looking for something with a more in a tram. Maybe I can get a tram. (laughs)
2: Can I sit down for any of this? I, when I was in Hawaii, um, I was in Hawaii with Jocelyn and a few years ago, and we, we decided to go on this hike because we wanted to see these waterfalls. And it was really beautiful. And at first, it was fine, it was fine, it was fine. And then it got to this part where there were no more, no more steps, um, it was just sort of like rocks that you had to uh, pretend were steps, and it was very slippery. And there was another part where we had to cross a river. We had to go, we had to walk through a river to get across. <laughs> to this other side Damn. and it got pretty treacherous like it was really really scary and there was no structure and there was no way to like let people know that you weren't okay you know it was really treacherous and it was an it was a beginner one level of your hike. friends
0: was lost to dysentery
2: basically oh <laughs> it was scary so hiking don't you is mean no distant terry <laughs>
0: <laughs> go ahead leave me behind you guys tell the world my story
2: well, we have to also talk about the, the end result of this ill advised hike, which was him getting oh, to the top, <laughs> this viewing area, and paying $10 or something to go in these co ed naked hot tubs, which is just is there, crazy to me. It is this, Mike, is this like a place
1: where you stay? Is it a hotel? Is it just a uh, bathing facility? Yeah.
0: The, i i've never stayed anywhere on orcas because we obviously we had a place on lopez so there's never any reason for me to <clears throat> stay anywhere on orcas but it there are a lot of m- motels over there and yeah it's it i i'm sure it's it's legit i mean it's not anything i'd be interested in. i'm not even interested in hot tubs on my most clothed or naked <laughs> day i mean i don't even it's, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't appeal to me. I, I don't know. I've never really gotten that because, like, I'll get in a hot tub and like five minutes later, I'm like, "Yeah, this is really hot. I don't, I don't want to be in here."
2: <laughs> I ju- I just can't <laughs> stop thinking about the the bacterial stew that I'm sitting in.
0: Sure, sure.
2: Like I'm probably getting yeah. If you're not all alone
0: right and it hasn't been recently, mm-hmm. you know, chlorinated, you're like, okay, well, we're sharing here. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> they were like, they were they were men and women and children, just clothing optional, whatever. People getting mm-hmm. massages. um that sounded strange enough, but then he describes this older gentleman. I don't know if he was older; I couldn't tell from his description. But a guy, a naked guy. <laughs> I think guy. you always
0: assume that when you th- when you hear when you hear naked old na- naked. Yeah, unashamed guy who doesn't naked care. Guy, yeah, <laughs> right. he's got to be. Like, you don't think oh, twenty right. <laughs> twenty two years old? You, no, no, you think seventy two. Yeah
2: um takes his towel off and just just lets it all hang out while he's watching the the sunset or whatever with his child <sighs> um and luke described his throbbing penis a little too much <clears throat> purple purple Don't forget purple yeah we got to throw your phone from amy that's just several shocked face emojis and an eggplant and an infinity symbol and a skull <laughs> Pretty much it. I, I don't know
0: where Luke got throbbing though. I, I mean, don't know. Was he know. holding it? You really don't know unless you're
2: He said it wasn't anyway. turgid, which is his favorite way to describe a penis, right. I think. Um oh, just God. maybe it was the cold. I, I don't want to think about it that he much. He just has a very
0: limited penis vocabulary, yeah. I think. Yeah.
2: Just incredible. I mean I think all dude, of us when we dude, were discussing dude's
0: dong was cold
2: yeah (laughs) let's just yeah that's fine when we were discussing this week but figuring out what we were going to talk about we're all like oh what happened except for everything that that happened on monday i mean it kind of overshadows the rest of the week (laughs) so it was Mm -hmm. so crazy and so eventful it's a long shadow well and luke
1: does a lot of work in this story to try and like um I don't know, get over his own issues with the nudity. Right. Peace and love, peace and love, peace and love, peace and love. I get so tired (laughs) of him. Just
0: have your own opinion. You know, you don't have to, you don't always have to like apologize. Right.
1: It almost seemed like he was more naked that he was the person wearing the bathing suit than he would have been if he just shucked it and gone along with the crowd. Oh, yeah. But he was doing a lot of work about over in Europe, they're free with their, it's not a big deal. Fine, take it off or don't take it off. Yeah. Uh, The one thing when he was talking about the guy with the throbbing purple peen, um, he did, he said the guy came in with his- Lynn, did you get that in the clear, Lynn? (laughs) (laughs) He said that the guy came in with his wife, whatever, and then like their 13-year-old daughter- And I do draw the line there. I don't think that's okay to have a 13-year-old girl with all these like
2: gross guys hanging out and looking at her body. That's not okay. I had a hard enough time. I've been to Korean spa a couple times. I think I've talked about this before. But in Texas, there's one I, I, I went to with some friends a couple of times, and there's part of it that's um mandatory no clothing it's not optional it's just you can't wear clothing past a certain point but it's gender segregated um which i guess gets problematic at a certain point but um i was uncomfortable with that and i snuck in there in my bathing suit <laughs> i got in trouble <laughs> They're like, take it off it's like oh god do i have to let's take it Wow, off that's a weird reversal
1: yep
0: Got to wear a flesh colored bathing yeah. suit. And just start <laughs> whistling while you go through. Uh, no,
1: no, no, no big deal. Yeah, but you wear the flesh colored bathing suit, and then people are like, what's wrong with your tits? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and that's hurtful. Well, what I realized
2: after being there, well, because so there's a three drink. Me- maximum yeah maximum and I was like I'm gonna need all three of those and after yeah. that point I was a little bit more comfortable and I realized that nobody was looking at anybody everybody was just sort of relaxing and and chilling out and and it, it was it got more comfortable the, the more I went it was okay but nobody was really being weird um it just was my own like just it was just so foreign to me you know that's just never anything I'd ever done so I guess that Luke just needs to do it a lot more uh, I don't want to hear about it anymore from him so no
0: <laughs> well imagine he'd, imagine if he'd been talking about a a woman's genitalia you know instead of a man's it was like you know he can feel free to talk all he wants about this dude's peen but what you know what if he'd seen some I don't know I'm not, I am not. I won't even say say some horrible things but <clears throat> none of us look good naked so let's uh, how much did he stare at dude's peen that's
2: I mean it sounds <laughs> one like a lot glance and go and also the Clans guy who go. was doing yoga. Remember that? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I kind of felt for him there. Because there is that... There, there. I mean, the, the guy with the peen is just like... He's one thing. The yoga guy is like... He's showing off is what uh, he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Everyone see my balloon knot? Yeah. yeah I shaved... You know, <laughs> I, I waxed my asshole this morning so y'all could get a nice...
2: Yeah. That guy has <sighs> some show-off demon. And he needs to keep... Yeah, it Lynn, did off. you get oh that in the clear? <laughs>
1: Um, before we head out from the monday discussion let's do a couple more throw your phones on a very positive topic from scott hugging my phone along with all the tense phyllis is back baby so happy for her so happy for all of us also turns out poison sucks a lot less at time and a half speed (laughs) for sharks i'm glad more people are doing that it's great Mm mm-hmm um shannon says for the past couple of weeks i've been too tired and despondent to throw my phone due to three-hour shows and endless conversations about buddhist food or something i hear you shannon but today p fletch was on the podcast for excited marks what what a joy and a relief to hear her voice and the show was engaging and not overly rambling yes Mm -hmm. thank you shannon for that uh, oh, we forgot to put this on the run sheet, guys, but we're going to have to talk about it from Diana. I'm sure I'm listener number 4,347 to write in this hug your phone, but OMG, I love Phyllis. Her strategic plan, a thousand heart eye emojis. Let's talk about Phyllis's
2: strategic plan. It was amazing. Um, We don't know what it is, do we? Other than that she had to reposition herself. Uh, right. To be where
1: she wants to be by 60 or yeah. 65. I forget what she said. We'll go with 60. She started with the end goal and worked backward through the steps that she would na- need to take to achieve this. And that's what made her realize that she had to be moving on from NPR. So smart. And I think this is amazing. Uh, and it also makes me sad because I have no long-term goals.
2: I was just confronted with this because I have a financial advisor who deals with my retirement stuff and I see her every year and I saw her last week and she was like, so what are you thinking about retirement? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I I, I assume I'll just work until I drop dead at my desk, which in retrospect is a mean thing to say to your retirement (laughs) advisor. Like it's her job to make sure that I can retire. So I should probably be a little more gracious about it. But the, that and Phyllis's story really got me thinking of like, I really should kind of, because I don't know. I don't care. And I don't really know. Like, I like my job. I'm fine with keeping, you know, I'm not one of those people who wants to retire when I'm 50. I I probably, given the longevity in my family, I'll be around for a while. So I don't want to run out of money when I'm 80. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'll probably just work until I'm 70 or something. Oh, God, that seems so long. I know so far away but it's like
1: when I think about what goals do I have what do I want to accomplish I'm like I don't know I want to not cry myself to sleep tonight that hey, is like a good short-term goal <laughs> as, I don't have anything past that and it's very worrying
2: well I kind of I kind of get all
0: those scarves out of your bedroom <laughs>
2: yeah. upgrade to a full-size bed Right. I, I kind of front-loaded my goals. Like, I wanted to go to college, and I wanted to get a master's degree, and I did that, and I got the job I wanted to get, and now I have a house that I like, and I'm like, I oh, That's fine. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess it means that we're not going to be
1: like a Steve Jobs-type figure, because I know I'm not driven in anything
2: close to that oh, way. I don't care about that. I never want to be anybody nope. like that. So,
1: as usual phyllis has it way more figured out than the rest yes. of us
0: i wish i was a little bit taller that's really all i have
2: <laughs> i feel like that's attainable you just need to go back to your 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 prosthetic people
0: <laughs> yeah you're
2: right you are attainable. already a baller i think mike
0: yeah i agree
1: i mean really you have choice on that that's pretty mm-hmm. good
0: I do. baller and a drywall. you
1: do have a girl who looks good i don't know if she'll answer your <laughs> yeah, phone calls though i
0: I could call her, yeah.
1: All right, let's move on. Mike, you got the next topic?
0: Uh okay. Uh self actualization chronicles, also known as I was an asshole. Uh Luke was telling this story about uh when he was playing for Jesus Creek and they would go to Seattle Lutheran and those those Lutherans with their loose morals would play some A C D C I mean that as a compliment. <clears throat> Uh, would play some ACDC to let their basketball team warm up. And Luke was, you know, loved it and could said, you know, he could jump, jump out of the gym. And uh, I, I too was, was um, vulnerable to the ACDC as far as like sports jock jams and all that shit goes. <clears throat> but uh, it was kind of my brother's thing. He was, he was an ACDC fan and he still is. He still goes to ACDC concerts so
1: it's are all in, the members of AC/DC all, are still around <laughs> yeah i
0: think i well the the original lead singer died pretty quickly but i think the rest of them are still are still kicking around and he takes his daughters to the concert they and... had some
2: good pump up sh- songs you know that seems like good arena oh, you know inspirational yeah. I mean, kind of stuff
0: it really it really was it really was good for the purpose but because that was kind of my brother's thing and I thought I that I would you know I was obviously younger and I I thought smarter and cooler than my brother I chose a different band uh and the band was called Angel City I think in Australia they were called the Angels and then there was already a band in America called The Angels so they had to become Angel City when they sold albums here but anyway it was like a it was like a um an Australian band from the same era of ACDC. So I was like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go alternative, you know, you know, like, like uh, Bob Stein, when he went with the medium sized band instead of the big (laughs) band um, alternative. So angel city, Wade, they had a lot of jams, you know, just like kind of like ACDC, just anthemic things, but they also had some pretension to them. Like I think the lead singer had read at least three books and the, the, the guitar, you know, the bassist maybe had 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 read a couple books. Because they had lyrics that had a little bit more thought into them or and, and less of the double entendre stuff than ACDC was into. And as I, I think I was going to go on earbuds and earworms and I was looking through, you know, all this old music that I used to listen to. And I was listening to the Angel City and I was like, dear God, was I an asshole <laughs> when I was listening to this stuff. This is terrible you know and uh just uh you know self-actualization i was like yep 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 i should have just gone with the acdc and just been your (laughs) your regular guy you know instead of i'm your next level
1: jock asshole Uh, i'm listening to a different australian
0: band awful
1: i googled angel city and their angel city brewery uh i've never heard of this band (laughs) yeah angel city ipa um (laughs) well obviously
0: someone took the name and did a little bit more with it
1: then i then i searched angel city band and i got to the wikipedia for the angels parenthetically Uh australian band yeah they're not big hair though they're No, no 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 they're more punky sort of looking yeah 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 well well yeah, well,
0: ACDC wasn't really hair either. I mean, it was just kind of scruffy looking guys. You
1: know? It's all before my time, I have mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. I just imagined you sitting and listening to all the hair metal bands.
0: No, I never listened to hair metal.
1: What? Anything.
2: Come oh. on.
0: No. Poison. at all.
2: Striker. No. I don't know any more no. hair
1: bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
2: Those are the only two.
1: <laughs> um,. Let's move into a new uh segment that we came up with this morning that I just called Days of Yore. Andrew had a very good day. That was his contribution for the week that Wednesday maybe was a very good day. He had lunch plans with turned out Carrie. She did not tell us until later. Uh, he had dinner plans with someone, so he had a whole bunch of time in the city to kill, and he brought his Walkman. Am I the only one that says Walkman? Is this a regional thing, or is this an Andrew thing that he says hmm. his Walkman?
2: Huh, I'm trying to think of how I used to say it. Because every time I'm, he does, i think both I'm like, ways what? are
0: acceptable. Okay. Like, like Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Spider-Man.
2: Spider-Man? Yeah. I know I said, exactly, Discman. I, I, yeah, Discman. You yeah. wouldn't say Discman. That's just right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I had lunch with Steve Discman. <laughs> cool guy.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Every time he said it, I it was like when he says Rolly Bag. I just right. sort of get knocked out of the conversation for a minute. Yeah. But he took his brand new cassette tape of I forget that he got at a place. And his Walkman, and he just walked around the city's city and listened to it and felt awesome. It was a very 90s thing of him to do some, somehow. It was like something from a 90s movie.
0: Well, singles. I mean, you're up on Capitol Hill. I mean, you're, True. you're mm-hmm. walking around with music.
1: True. And there was a whole long thing about this is the problem with cars and why he hates cars. Yeah, it's because then when you have a car, you have to deal with the car. Yeah. I mean, he and Genevieve chose to live in a city, and therefore, they're going to have to deal with the cars and the parking and the traffic and the whatever. So I guess this is his
2: way around it. They do have viable mass transit there, though, which you can't say yeah. for every big city, Detroit, mm, Los Angeles. Uh,
0: let's not give Seattle too much credit. They're they're about 35 to 40 years behind. <laughs> uh, a lot of much, 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 much more advanced mm-hmm. cities. Even Portland. That's the embarrassing part. <laughs> not Portland, Portland kicks our ass with oh. mass transit.
1: Oh it's embarrassing. it's so
0: embarrassing. It's like it's like a dog with his ear flapped up. I mean God, it could not be more embarrassing.
1: <laughs> so do you guys think that Andrew's ever gonna get over this walk man? nostalgia, because he even said
2: later in the week that the sound quality was terrible. Right. Its Sound right. quality is terrible, and it takes up all these batteries. It's I just don't see the upside of this. It's,
0: it's actually some of the best sound quality you can find in a doorstop.
2: <laughs> that is true. It's <laughs> impressive for a doorstop.
1: And he was very disappointed because part of the experience is the, the um, cassette insert, the liner notes, and he talked about how it wasn't the way that it used to be and I, I don't know i guess i'll you know they used to have like the song lyrics mm-hmm. printed in like point all there in four the gimlet
0: font right yeah
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i did like going through the insert i i, I did like that yeah yes i, I especially with the lyrics. lyrics yeah Yeah. You know. yeah um but andrew is
1: very disappointed that uh this Part of the wonderful day did not meet his needs. And I mean, maybe he'll have to get himself a Discman. Go to the next generation. Discman. Disc- Discman. So it's it'll, it'll be Walkman, Discman. Then he'll get a Zune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he'll download things onto his iPod and then he'll be streaming, and then he'll be caught up with everybody else. Even me, even I stream, and I have a tape deck in my car, (laughs) for God's sake.
2: I have really fond memories of walking home from school, um, holding my Discman like it was a a gold cloche with a Fabergé egg on it so as not to bump it and make the CD skip. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. Mm
1: -hmm. Back in nineteen ninety three (laughs) yeah um as long as we're talking about uh, the nostalgia factor one of the only non tbtl related top stories of the week i don't know they're not even bothering to play the top story anymore (laughs) i think they (laughs) played it on accident one of the days (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh luke wants to talk about the last buster blocker as his grandma says the the very last blockbuster store in america which is in Portland? No. Somewhere in Oregon, right?
0: Bend, Oregon.
1: Bend, Oregon. Okay.
0: Small small town out in the mountains.
1: I thought that the other Resort twelve town. the other twelve times we talked about it, I thought it was supposed to be the one in Alaska was the last yeah. blockbuster. Yeah. And now it's this like secret blockbuster?
0: I think Luke read an article like seven years ago. And he was still like, you know, going off of that, but mm-hmm. You know, th- this this story checks out. One of my best friends lives in Bend. And it's it's very logical for this uh, Buster Blocker to still be in business because, as they mentioned, there are all these small towns and they're all in this rugged mountain terrain out in central Oregon. Um, where else are the Rajneesh going to, you know, go <laughs> rent their copy of The Devil Wears Prada? You know, it's it makes sense. But here's the thing. It has the Blockbuster name on it, logo, the marketing, and I guess that's what makes this a news story. But video's not dead. You know, video is very much alive it, uh, all through flyover country. Right. Um, DVDs, you know, uh, VHS. I mean, there, there's a market for all this shit. These guys, they don't even, I mean, uh, coastal elites, God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they think that everyone has, you know, Fifteen video sources and just can just torrent whatever they want right out of the air. Nah. Mm, uh,
2: yeah, a lot of people still so don't much, have the, the internet country. speeds for that, and and nope, and it sucks. They should, uh, but they don't.
1: And a lot of people who may have access to the technology are not ready for the technology yet, or don't or like want to use people, it. Maybe. Yeah. I was talking to my aunt the other day, and she said to me, "So." Do you stream? What do you stream on? (laughs) I was like, well, you can stream on a lot of things. It's not like you pick one way to stream and then you watch everything on there.
2: Yeah. It
1: seems like she's ready, though.
2: Like, yeah. There are absolutely streaming salt shakers now and like. Yeah, I feel like I have 17 devices that I'm looking at right now that could stream stuff. Right, right. And they're all sending information back to the government. You know that, right? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I like the great British baking show. Right. As Luke says, I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> it's a great explanation for allowing your information to just be given away. Yeah. For free.
0: I've always been in favor of that uh, as far as, like, um, traffic. And and uh, speeding and all that stuff goes, but uh, you know, I, all the cameras in the world do, just don't just don't speed. You're fine, exactly. But, um, but I think mm, it's a little too far. So this week in picky eating, Luke is at the uh, pizza convention, which I've been to yes. several times, and is pretty great. At least the first couple times uh, you go, you can't even imagine. Um, how deep into the weed or weeds that you can get at the pizza convention. But the particular story that they were talking about this week was that Luke ate meat and he's claiming to be a vegetarian. And I think that's pissing people off because not only did he eat meat at the convention, but he is, hasn't he said that he does eat meat occasionally? Yeah, I
2: think I feel like this might be the first time he said that word. I mean, he he kept uh-huh. saying over and over and over and over when he first started this, I'm not a vegetarian, blah, blah, blah. I'm just tr- going to try to eat less meat. And maybe that was him just like softening it so that he could ease himself into it and not overcommit. And maybe now he's ready to, or he thinks he is, but I guess he's not if he's not willing to turn it down.
1: Yeah. Just because he's afraid of
2: what people will think of him if he says, no. I don't eat meat. Thanks. There are polite ways to do it. I mean, I was a vegetarian for a long time and, and, and I don't think I ever hurt anyone's feelings. I was never like, oh, that's gross. You know, it wasn't mean about it. It was mm-hmm. just like, no, thank you. It's pretty easy to do.
1: Well, and it's not, I think Andrew made this point. It's not like there are very few vegetarians in this world. Right. It's a totally reasonable thing to say, oh, hey, that looks great. I'm a vegetarian. Do you have any meatless options?
2: Yeah. It's not, it's not crazy. Um, but he, I think with the Wolfpank, Wolfgang Puck situation, I, I, he already was coming out guns blazing. I'm not like all those other reporters. <laughs> right. And he, I, I mean, I'm cool. I don't know I'm how cool. he would want to, how he thought that would get it off on the right foot, but saying no to a piece of beef wouldn't. I, I, don't know, I just don't get that logic.
0: I think he's more of a gigitarian. Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah. I think we all would be, you know, if, if there are enough zeros there, you're like, yeah, what am I eating here? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Rabbit turds. It is. Is the check good?
1: We got a, a throw your phone from Amy on this, uh, reiterating this. And she says, in all caps, but he eats meat all <laughs> the time. <laughs> Don't say vegetarian. You just rarely eat meat. And then emoji yeah. of carrot, emoji of a potato. Is that what that is? Uh, and Christy. Potato. Yeah, Christy replied to her
2: yet, also judges pescatarian. Right. Because he, he did. Yeah, he did. He's like, come at me when you stop. He did? Eating I must fish. have missed that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sort mm-hmm. of jokey, but. Uh, he was acting like they aren't hardcore oh, enough. Because he.
0: The fish story from a couple weeks ago, yeah, probably still roosting mm-hmm. in there, or the, you know, the sensitive yep. fish right, story. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he's throwing a little shade now at people who don't realize <laughs> that. Fish have goals and dreams.
2: Do fish have like sixty-year plans? Because if they do, I'll stop eating them. Oh
1: God, the fish are doing better than oh me. No, never stop
0: swimming. That's that's always the yeah. first the first line in there. When yeah, you, when you stop, you're dead.
1: I mean, this was so interesting because Luke was really caught in his own self-made rock in a hard place. Right. Because these two things that he's really been into, number one, loving animals and not eating meat, although I don't think they're mutually exclusive, but whatever. Uh, loving animals and not eating meat, but also being a people pleaser. Right. And those two things came to a direct head yes. and he couldn't
2: figure out how to get around it.
0: It's the gigatarian conundrum.
2: Right. <laughs> Gigatarian's dilemma. There we
0: go. <laughs> right. I like that better. So, Anne, you made a note. Andrew would have stood his ground. Um, I don't remember this. He was saying that he he wouldn't have eaten. He wouldn't have yes, eaten
2: the meat, or he wouldn't have, yeah. wouldn't have eaten the cheese. Like he 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 drew a very clear line. Like even if the most famous person in the world gives him some, he's not going to eat it.
1: Right, because Luke was trying to get him to admit that he would have done the same thing in his place. Right. You know, but if, if Wolfgang Puck but he's offered you a piece of cheese,
0: you know. He's repulsed by it. It's a right, different thing, right, you know. Right. Luke, Luke's like, hey, that's delicious. I'm going to eat this for my gigatarian job because it's delicious and I can forgive myself. And then, but Andrew
1: would just throw up all over, woking gang fucking <laughs> puck, and then the story's over. And then, you know. Yeah. Right, right. Luke just couldn't grasp that Andrew's objection to cheese is not a moral one, right? It's an actual. Right. <laughs> oh
0: my God! They take the milk from the goats and cows. I just what? This is horrible.
1: Yes. So no, he just it doesn't was, like delicious things. It was pretty entertaining watching Luke just be like, "Does not compute." Mm-hmm. Does not compute. Is Andrew's like, "No, I wouldn't eat the cheese." I was just glad Andrew stood up for himself for once. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew would have had no problem getting out of that situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said so. He would be like, oh, I don't eat cheese. Although he has been very embarrassed
2: to say that in the past. Yes. Yeah. You know. Well, he said he would say it, but not how he would feel about it. <laughs> maybe maybe right. he would be, you know, kicking himself and saying bad things to himself in the bathroom later. <laughs> Stupid. God, Stupid. you're Stupid. So Walsh. Eat the cheese.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, I think Andrew has reached some level of peace. I think he has been so open on this podcast and talked so much about it that he is maybe achieving some, I don't know, some acceptance. Yeah, he's worth cheese hatery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like whatever. I don't eat cheese also or creamy like or... probably
0: 90 percent of the people he meets in his life at, at this point already know right so it's it's a more comfortable position than right. just a, being an anonymous person who hates cheese trying to make their
1: way through the world did he say the other day that he doesn't eat hummus either did that come up i thought oh, so no. i don't know that's what i thought but it falls into the creamy category i guess nearly
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> poor andrew oh.
0: But I bet he beats those garbanzos off of the salad bar at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Two dollars a piece.
0: I mean, I th- when someone has a weird food thing, you you find yourself like picking apart their their logic, you know? Right. Like, my my niece, you know, just I hate tomatoes. Oh well, I just saw you put ketchup on every goddamn thing you ate all day. So um, let's be a little more consistent.
1: Yeah. Well, I I really think. In Andrew's case, and in a lot of cases, it's it's more texture and psychology mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than anything.
0: Oh, psychology! Yeah, F- fucking sure. <laughs>
1: I mean, That's he does—he does like cheese. He enjoys the taste of cheese on pizza. Right.
2: The rules are weird, but they are the rules. And I mayonnaise, guess. when it's not called mayonnaise, is fine. <laughs> I mean, I can't figure these rules out, but no, uh, he knows no. them somehow.
0: No, I yep. mean, the brunch people figured that out, though. Um, you know, they figured that out like 15 years ago. It's was like, um, I don't think we can charge $25 for, for these poached eggs unless we say Aeoli. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, moving on to technology on technology this week, a returning segment. Luke, while in Vegas, uh, called the Lyft and got a, a notification that it would be a driverless lift he was all excited to go in the robot car uh and then was very disappointed when there was not one person but two people in the lift and one of them was actually driving the car
0: (laughs) when your lift come when your driverless lift comes and you have to ask someone to move
2: over (laughs) I love that he found out a little bit later that he had selected driverless car. He was like, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: okay, I don't wanna be part of the beta testing of the driverless cars. No. I don't understand why Luke wants to jump right into production with this. I want I do.
0: I'm down with it. I'm 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 with him. I was with him on this whole thing.
1: No, I want the technician in the car, hands hovering on the ste- over the steering wheel, foot poised nope. over the brake. Nope. <laughs> no, you just want to go for it.
0: Human error. Too much. Too much potential for human error. With the, you know, you're. She's like looking at her phone with her other hand poised over the steering wheel. What if she makes a bad call? I trust the car.
2: I'm excited for self-driving cars, and I think they're going to be better at driving than we are. But I'm not. Yes. I'm not fully confident that their algorithms are are, are great yet. Like I, I was just reading an article that showed that um, that self-driving cars are more likely to hit dark-skinned people because they can't see them as well. I'm like, well, we need Ooh. to figure that out first. That's
1: God, the discrimination never up.
2: ends.
0: We we need to make them just as likely to hit. Right,
2: uh, <laughs> light-skinned, people. but white
0: people as black people. Okay, we've evened it out. We'll go ahead and release the product. Ugh. We're in our we're at our tolerance level, and one in every ten thousand uh, um, pedestrians. We're within tolerance on both blacks and whites. So, go ahead and put the product out.
2: I want it to be really good because I think we're going to be a lot less forgiving of a car hitting somebody than yeah. a person in mm-hmm. a car hitting somebody.
0: Oh, totally. I'm totally on board with Luke on this. You you all need people like Luke and I are on that dummy wall. Um,
2: (laughs) Well, I guess that's good for us.
0: Cause we're willing to just go,
2: okay, you know,
0: you drive, do it. Whereas, whereas y'all would be like, can't we get like four other people in here monitoring this situation Mm -hmm. while we test Mm -hmm. it out? no, 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 no.
1: I don't really understand what the appeal of a driverless lift is. For a passenger, I mean, apart from when we it's get all the, the bugs worked out, that and...
0: leads people not to ever want to make a phone call.
2: You don't have you know? to talk to anyone or deal with anyone. Well, that's true, yes. but people for... are
0: done with each other.
2: <laughs> we're we're all done with each other, aren't
1: we? Mm. Well, I mean, I've always been done with people, but I figured I was weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is getting on your level. I'm glad and... you
0: finally admitted it. <laughs> You've been done with me since we met. <laughs>
1: Thank you for finally saying
0: uh,
1: it. I I mean I don't know the whole um the whole point of just driverless cars in general is that so you don't have to drive, right? You can be on your phone and read your yeah, magazine yeah. or whatever whatever. Well, when you take a lift, you don't have to drive. So, there you go. But but the 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 conversation though. But like I never functions. talk to my yeah. Lyft drivers anyway. Say hello. How are
2: you? Where are you going? I'm going here, and that's it. You get some chatty ones okay. sometimes. Yeah, little maga hats. Maga hat,
1: yeah. But also, I'm I'm very uh, off-putting. Apparently,
2: people don't try to talk <laughs> to me that much. People don't usually try to talk to me either. Like even the the people in the mall who will a- a- accost you from those little kiosks. They mm-hmm. see me and look the other way. <laughs> I mm. love it. <laughs> but Lyft drivers seem to have no problem. I was I was pitched a whole ride from my house in Dallas to downtown. This guy tried to pitch this other ride-sharing app to me that was new, and I've never heard no. of it before or since, so I'm guessing it didn't huh. really get off the ground.
0: Yeah, there were a ton of them here when, when they banned uh, Uber mm-hmm. and Lyft from Austin. Mm-hmm. There were a ton of them here in town, and they were each more horrible than the last. Yes. There was one... Where it was like a Facebook based thing, where you would just go on Facebook and say, "Hey, I need a ride to such and such," and then some rando would come on there and say, "Yeah, well, go stand on the corner, and I'll <laughs> pick you up." And after I've done raping you, I'll drop your body off, you know, <laughs> wherever it. it is. Yeah that that uh, that. Mm, although although I you know I I I'm not I'm not big on like monopolies or whatever, but you know a, a level of business of uh, trust, you know. Yeah,
2: well, at some least... sort of cu- accountability from, is nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. We know w- there's some tracking going on. Yeah. Like, we okay. Well, we know now. We know where to find the body because at least we were tracking.
1: <laughs> right.
0: We're able to track your device to where you dumped her in the woods.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm convinced that driverless ride shares are a good thing because the driverless no car is not going to kill mm-hmm. you yet. Yes.
0: No. It's just going to run over a black person, then a white person, and then it's going to drop you
1: off. (laughs) Sounds great. Fair and balanced. (laughs) Uh, Let's go on to the final topic on our list for today. It's kind of a small one, but I wanted to address it. The segment is called Hypocrisy Revealed. And uh, that is that we learned the sad news that Alex Trebek has stage four pancreatic cancer. Uh, of course, I think most of us know that pancreatic is one of the bad cancers. And um, insofar as that there are good and bad cancers, but um, odds are not great. Let's put it that way. And of course, since we are decent people on this podcast and Luke and Andrew are decent people, they we wish him all the best. But it did strike me that I don't think Luke and Andrew have ever said a single positive thing about Alex Trebek Mm -hmm. in the six-plus years they've been doing TVTL together. They have mocked him. They have played unflattering tape of him. They have talked about how bad he is. And now they're like, oh, we love you, Alex. We hope you do okay. I just felt that the hypocrisy was too big to go uncommented upon
0: hey in their defense yeah you know you don't you don't watch a show that religiously without you know having some affection and some you know some 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 real love of the guy and the format or whatever it is not jeopardy without alex trebek i mean there may be a jeopardy beyond alex trebek you know The the um you know, they may get Ken Jennings or some other host, and it may be a good show, but it's not going to be the same show. And one of the reasons we love that show is because Alex Trebek was Alex Trebek, and, and warts and all. And what what would you have them do, And Would you have them come on when, when they found out about the pancreatic cancer and go, oh, thank God, finally. You know, <laughs> He's get getting what this he guy.
2: deserves. God. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> I can't help wonder if you're not so much talking about their relationship with Alex Trebek as you are talking about our relationship with TVTL.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, about that's,
1: it's listening more layered than I thought. So long and knowing so well that you can't help loving the show, even when you know that the oh, hosts yeah. are dinglings.
2: That's really that fits really well. Hmm. Well,
0: regarding re- regarding uh Andrew's uh tongue cancer, I'm he so fucking deserved it because <laughs> he I just hate his food allergies. <laughs> See, that's the ridiculousness we're talking about, you know. You, you you love you love them so you criticize and it's and and you 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 root for him. We're rooting for alex trebek we're rooting for yeah tbc i want to bring this up because
2: it's alex trebek but i also want to brag about my friend amanda from work who was on jeopardy recently um she won uh the first night and lost the second night but she did a really really amazing job and uh she said that alex trebek was delightful even though his interview was Mm -hmm. awful i mean just just so stereotypically awful for him she does um so what he said in his interview with her is he, he called her on accident a bedwetter. He said, I read your bio and I thought it said bedwetter. <laughs> and what a horrible thing to say to somebody. On national on TV. On national TV. She's a mother of three children. She's a wonderful woman. What it said was bead weaver. She does bead weaving, really intricate, beautiful jewelry made out of beads. And he read it as bedwetter and he felt the need to bring that up in front of zillions of people. So I you know hey, she, I, she, he
0: read her bio that's he did, impressive He
2: did yeah <laughs> He also That's really impressive. He mispronounced where so she's from which is to. Livonia, Michigan. He couldn't say that right either. Uh-huh. So it was just a dumpster fire but she still has very she had very positive things to, to say about him. She said he was a sweetheart and he was really warm and welcoming and he made everybody feel more comfortable.
0: Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy and his cancer. <laughs> oh
1: my god. That jerk. All right. Well, you make a very good point, Mike. But... Wow, we're we're really making wow. some breakthroughs this yeah. week. I know. Get that one in the clear. Blah blah blah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, based on a little bit of feedback that we got, I forget who. Maybe maybe this was sort of a suggestion that came out of um, something that Andrea said, but. Uh, I thought maybe we could add some final thoughts if we had something that we thought, uh, that's a good spoof, or I can't believe he told that joke. Maybe uh, anything that really kind of tickled us this week. Uh, I think, Mike, you put these down.
0: I, I did. I laughed really hard when Luke was telling the story of his monumental hike up 25 foot Mount constitution. Um when he was doing his video, he said, The Revenant 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> I'm the sucker for a Curly's Gold reference every time. Uh, and then and he said, I died as I lived, not thinking things through very well. <laughs> so <laughs> accurate. <laughs>
2: that
0: was one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard him tell. So great. I mean, and I, I think it came in a moment where he was actually feeling a little bit desperate. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes makes us just a twinge funnier when, <laughs> when, it, when things are getting real.
2: Yeah. My miscellaneous thought for the week was on Thursdays during the Blur's Day segment. Luke <laughs> made an allusion to the fact that they're going to go to Australia. Yes. And he tried to make it a secret hint, and it was absolutely not a secret hint at all. I
0: I missed it. How, how did that go? Well,
2: probably because you were zoning out with Fury because it was Blur's days. I think there was a person from mm-hmm. Australia He's like, in the
1: Blur's days, yeah. and Luke was like, and I shouldn't say anything, and I don't want to say much, but oh, we'll see okay, you okay, soon. Yeah. in Australia.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. The only thing I hear during Blur's days is Austin, and then I and I perk
2: up and go, what the Yeah, you were blacked out. (laughs) Another seven people from Austin.
1: And we also finally had, again, I should have written down who suggested this because it was a great suggestion. Um, Somebody asked us if we could uh, maybe still flag episodes that are must listens. Like, hey guys, if you are not caught up on your TBTL, you really should listen to this show and so i think we all agree that it was the monday episode with phyllis fletcher on it uh that is the must listen episode for this week with luke's harrowing hike up mount constitution and the throbbing purple peen Mm -hmm. and the presence of phyllis fletcher that was a really great show
0: so should we choose one episode a week
1: we could I mean let's see. You goes. know, we could
0: make special exceptions, you know, or, or or like no no this week just skip Right.
1: It, yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe there'll be a a week. I mean the Australia week is probably going to be worth listening to, right? Well,
0: yeah, probably. I was thinking about that um after you told me about this uh alleged Australia trip. Could they get even further away from their base from their p1s (laughs) all right like what what's next year like the antarctica you know like every year they seem to find a way to get you know to further remove themselves from any contact with uh, listeners
2: i'm just dreading it because i don't want to hear their fake australian accents (gasps) oh yeah but then i can Mm. do mine so that'll
0: work (laughs) oh what i haven't heard yours give
1: it to me well, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Okay, come on, yeah, all as right. It's pretty good.
0: No, no, it's I not. I like it. No, that's bad. No, and we're finally being honest with each other. Let me tell you, that's that's what? That's no good. That's no good, right there.
1: Well, I'm just gonna have to watch Crocodile Dundee one and two mm. in prep. You watch all the rest of the Mighty Ducks. I'll watch Crocodile Dundee, and we'll be ready. We'll start production on four. Legend of Curly's Gold.
0: <laughs> wow. We're really tying everything <laughs> up. We're really bringing everything back.
1: And with that, let's move into a little bit of housekeeping. If you would like your very own LRB merchandise or merchandise that's about TBTL, like the RAR t-shirts and hoodies, you can visit our website, littleredbandwagon.com. I'm very pleased to say that the It's Fine TM tote with Hillary's face on it is in progress. Yes. So I do believe that will be arriving In the near future Uh, the archive project continues if you'd like to listen to some old shows and provide your commentary on them so that we can uh, have a record of what went on all those years ago that would be great contact Christy Uh, buy stuff from Amazon I know you do if you would use our little red bandwagon.com slash Amazon portal they'll kick us a few pennies and we'll be able to pay our hosting costs and that would be awesome And this week on our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms, Sad Songs, round two. They've already done a show about sad songs, but I guess there was a little more material. Well, sad songs do say so much. They do. They need another episode. So that should be, uh, if you need a good cry, I mean, I can cry for no reason at all at any time, but for those of you who are emotionally (laughs) healthy, that may be a good outlet
0: no, you know, Anne. I, I find that when I cry at appropriate times, it actually feels good. Yes. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but when I cried inappropriate times, then then that's when it feels bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And w- for songs, that's a good time, right? The songs are supposed to make you cry. You cry and then you just feel like it worked out for everyone. Mm-hmm, yeah. But when you cried inappropriate time, you're like somebody's on the short end of this deal. <laughs>
2: Um, okay, well, uh,
0: <laughs> sorry. Doing my old podcast. Yeah, yeah. Over here.
2: All right. Uh, if you want to get involved with the show, our website is littleredbandwagon.com. Please send us your comments, your throw your phone moments, your hug, your phone moments, any sort of moments you've got throw your You can visit us on Facebook, our page or the Sten's page. Our show Twitter is LRB Podcast. You can send us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And if you want to fax Bobby your butt or someone's butt or just any butt, it's 617-354-8513. Is there going to be a follow-up butt conversation? There has to be. Because there have been updates. Okay, because it's... a lot has yeah, happened. Yeah, a lot with that has button. happened. We're going to save that for a Friday show. <laughs> but there have been developments. Yes. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Neil bit.
0: In our way, I guess.
2: I didn't scare <laughs> any cats.
1: All right. Well, you make a very good point, Mike. Wow. We're we're really making some breakthroughs this weekend. I know. Get that one in the clear. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs)